This is a Dragon Blazer production. Another podcast, do another podcast, another podcast, even though we don't want to. Uh, life sucks already as it is, and we've got nothing better to do. The podcast team's going kind of far, don't you think I am right? Rather much on drug food and watching Maniacs tonight. Uh, hey, are you kids making another song about complaining about the podcast? Hey, no attention to the man in the background. There's more lyrics than this. Get back in your cage. Not a script. Not a script. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Billy, is that you? Yeah, Mom, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're gonna like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're gonna have to open it now. It won't wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift he ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do, they change. They become clever, <laughs> mischievous, What's going on here? and dangerous. Gremlins, huh? Little monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well, I, I don't know, maybe thousands. They've been here too. Billy, what are these things? Where do they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy, I know. But in a few hours, you're going to have a major disaster on your hands. Directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you. Hello and welcome to another edition of Juvenile Jurisdiction of Judgment. I am Steven, your host, and then I have my two fantastic co-hosts. Uh, first we have my lovely daughter, Raina. Oh, wait, you, you could let me say your name first before you say you hello. You finished. Hello. <laughs> and my other co-host... Xavier. Hello. <laughs> and introducing Scooby Doo. And Scooby Doo. If, if you can hear him, I don't know. I don't know. We also have Remington. He'll yeah, we have Remy. Stuff. He may, may be making a little bit of noise here and there. It's fine. It's 
Because he's too inadorable. He's just—he's just dancing to Scooby. On How to do the... you like Gremlins, Remington? He didn't watch Gremlins. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, did. he was there. He was with no, us. he wasn't. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, never mind. We're oh. thinking of the different movie. We're no, thinking we... of Wonder Woman. Yeah, he watched Wonder Woman. Never mind. And he liked all the action on that one. See, he liked the he liked the action music on that one. But today we watched. Well, not today, but we watched 1984's Gremlins, made by Steven Spielberg. And this is a Christmas classic, in my opinion. Uh, this is one of my favorite Christmas movies. One of my favorite movies of all time, let alone Christmas movies. I love Gremlins. Absolutely love Gremlins. Um, this movie is about a young boy. Well, not really young, young. He's almost, he's pretty much an adult. He's older than I am. And <laughs> I'm, I'm not that young, but I do have a fantastic mustache. I think he's supposed to be 17, so I think he's supposed to be your age. Or he does have a job, so he's not going to school. So maybe he's like 20. Um, people, people who are my age and some who are very young, or much younger than me, have jobs, dad. Fair enough. But, um... Usually people get jobs when they're 16. Yeah, but most banks... Most banks won't hire someone under the age of 18. To my knowledge. So anyways, yes. It's the 80s, so it's weird. Anyways, so yeah, Randy Peltzer gets a present for uh, for Christmas. And it's a mogwai. And who... Which is like a fantastical beast. This isn't a real creature. Um, and he was warned three things. Do not get him wet. Do not have him go into sunlight. Sunlight will kill him. Bright light hurts him. And then, of course, don't feed him after midnight. Three warnings that, of course, every single one of those warnings gets disobeyed. But, hey, it's... Because it wouldn't be a horror movie. movie. Yeah, we wouldn't have a a good horror movie if all of those got obeyed. All of them gets disobeyed, and we get this awesome Christmas classic. And of course, the mother is a bad A. (laughs) Yes, the mother is a bad. That is correct. Sensory. Oh yeah, we do have a censorship, don't we? (laughs) Well, then this is awkward because I'm saying this before it gets edited. But yeah, she was definitely pretty awesome, so. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what did you guys think of Gremlins? Well, I've always liked it. It's, yeah, this is one we've all seen many, many times. It's one of those um, more passive horror movies, and one of the horror movies that I... It's the, I like horror movies for the action, but like a lot of horror movies don't have a lot of good plot. This one had good plot, this one had good action, and God, it was just good all together. Yeah, I believe this... I feel so professional! I think this movie was, like, my introduction into horror. Like, I think I watched this before any kind of horror movie. You know, I was a kid, so this was a little bit more family-friendly. Um, fun fact, this and Indiana Jones and the um, Temple of Doom... Are the reason we started getting PG-13 ratings. 
uh, because this came out before PG-13 was a thing. And they were like, huh, we don't feel like this is so bad it has to be R, but it's really not a PG movie. So they decided to make a rating that is in between PG and R. So they got really creative and came up with PG-13. Exactly. Uh, and the, yeah, this, this in Temple of Doom and Temple Doom, a lot of that was just because of the part where, um, the guy like literally rips out someone's heart. <laughs> oh, that's super, that, that can be seen in a PG movie, I'm sure. Sure. No. Um, beating heart ripped out of chest. No, it, uh, they were like, huh, once let's upon make a time. That happens a lot. Let's make PG 13. I think Once Upon a Time's TV I know, 14. I, I know, but like, it, I'm sure chi- children can see that and be like, yay! <laughs> yes, yeah. sure. So, but yeah, so, well, Raina, what are, what are your thoughts? I like Gremlins. I like Gremlins. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. I, uh, I agree, it is a very, it's a great movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I collect Gremlin stuff. I have quite a bit of gizmo, and I just got me a nice uh, Summer Olympics stripe. I can believe that. Gremlin. That was awesome. So, yeah. Love this movie. Well, let's start out with, um, who was your favorite character in Gremlins? Um, gizmo. I think Gizmo counts as a main character, so you might have to pick another one, but yeah, Gizmo. <laughs> I, I mean, Gizmo is awesome. I yeah. mean, I have wanted a Mogwai since I was a little kid. I named my cat Gizmo. I love Gizmo that much. <laughs> yeah. We had to get, the first one we got didn't end up going so well, so we had to get a second one and named him Gizmo 2.0, but we just called him Gizmo. Yeah, Gizmo 2.0. So, okay. So we all agree Gizmo is awesome. What is your favorite character outside of Gizmo? The mother. Yes, I was about to say the mother. <laughs> That's the one that I was going to say, but it took it from my brain. That I mean, the mother was pretty awesome. She I'm was amazing. What's your awesome. favorite character? Huh. Aside from Gizmo, of course. Can I say the gremlins? <laughs> the, giz- the gremlins is, are not. Uh, you know what? The neighbor. Randy Futterman, yeah. Uh, he, he, he is he is your typical kind of racist American, <laughs> but he was great. Racist American from the eighties, nonetheless. He's funny talking about communists and stuff, but he is so funny, and he's the one that gives the gremlins their name. Talking about um, because they used to call uh. Like, in World War II, they claimed that they found gremlins on the, on planes and stuff. That's where the term comes from, I believe. But yeah, so I'm gonna have to go with the neighbor. The mom's pretty awesome too, but she's mostly awesome in that one scene. <laughs> but that one scene is awesome. Yeah, that one scene is pretty awesome. Um, who is your least favorite character in okay, this movie? So- you can answer it first if you want. Uh, you go first because I don't know. Okay. So, any st- typical a-hole can be, um, 
can be proved to be a good character, but when you threaten a dog, that's that's kind of <laughs> going a little Oh, too far. yeah, I remember her now. Yeah, she's definitely my least favorite. We have the same favorites and the same least favorites. <laughs> oh, we must be related. Wow. Oh, see now I'm now I'm torn because she you're right. <laughs> she is a definitely a great villain in this uh I mean she's not even really a villain. Like the the gremlins are the villains. She's she's just a someone who threatens a dog and is just an a-hole to everybody. A b-hole. Uh, true, yeah. true, 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 true. Uh Ruby Deagle is her name. Right. So, yeah, uh, I kind of want to agree with you. I don't know. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm torn. Okay. Torn between her and who? Well, I'm, I'm, I liked, uh, Judge Reinhold's, I believe that's his name. Um, character. Yeah. Judge Reinhold. I'm torn between Deagle and remember the, um, his, uh, the guy who works with, uh, uh, Randy, or, yeah, why did it say Randy? Um, oh, no, that is, uh, Billy. Billy. Uh, I don't know why I said Randy. Um, also, his name was Murray Futterman, not M- Randy, so I'm just, like, forgetting names all over the place. But, uh, Billy. Um, remember the guy that works with Billy? And tries to hit on mm. that, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, that dirt. That your, that yeah. least favorite. <laughs> but I, the problem with both Miss Deagle and, uh, Judge Reinhold's character, whose name is Gerald Hopkins, um, the problem with both of them is I love them as characters. They're just jerks. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. I think I'm gonna agree, agree with you with Miss Deagle. She's like a cartoon character. Yeah. But yeah, I love. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's a character on this sh- movie that I don't like. All right. So, what was your favorite scene from this movie? Um. Okay. I. I want to. S- I want to say it's the part with the mother and her murder and all the gremlins like a bad A. Like, it it ter- certainly, it doesn't lessen the um impact of the gremlins. They still look creepy, but then she just demolished a bunch of them. Hmm. But, um, I'm going to have to say, um, when the gremlins, like, scare the holy living crap out of those neighbors with the uh, gigantic flower or whatever it is. <laughs> That, that and they mixed, actually survive because they're in the sequel. Yeah, that mixed with the um, that mixed with uh the music, just just the Gremlins music intensifies. Just hilarious. It just gives um, it just gives that whole um, oh, oh crap feeling right there. Yeah, um, what about you, Raina? What's your favorite um, scene? My favorite scene is either the girl, the woman being awesome, or, uh, or it's the one where the gremlins literally take that one neighbor's, uh, tractor and run into them, into their house. It's probably, honestly, that one. 
You know what? There's a lot of great scenes from this movie, but I really think I love that scene with the mom being awesome. That one is really um, awesome. And, 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 and to be honest with you, to this day, whenever I hear the song, do I, do you hear what I hear? Yeah. I think of gremlins. Yeah. I think of little monsters terrorizing a kitchen and then the mom throwing one in a microwave. Yeah, that, that part I'll always remember no matter how, how much I forget from a movie. Yeah, that scene is awesome. It's just a cool scene. There's so many good scenes in this movie, but I'm gonna, I definitely think the mom being awesome is the best scene of this movie. There's, there's others though. There's other good ones. Anytime the gremlins are on scene, uh, almost every time are awesome. So, uh, what is your least favorite scene from this movie? Xaver, Raina's having troubles thinking. Mm. Wait, my least favorite scene? Yeah. Gosh dang it, man. So I'm going to go with my mine first. And mine is mostly because... So, the animatronics in the puppetry in this movie is so fantastic. The gremlins look awesome. The mogwais look great. They, they, they have so many features. They're, everything moves. Like the animatronics and the puppetry is done so perfectly in this movie. Even to, uh, in today, in 2020. 2021. 2021. And 1984 special effects were just fantastic. I'm fantastic. Except for one scene. One scene where there weren't. And that was when Right after Spike jumps into the pool of uh, water and he creates all those gremlins, they show a scene of all these gremlins coming down the street and it's all C- like a old version of CGI and it's the worst looking part of the gremlins. Don't give it, don't give it too less amount of credit. I think I know what happened here. So the, uh, the whole recording booth and the, uh, the animatronics th- thing, everybody just doing that. Maybe the guy ha- had to take a restroom ba- break and he had to crap for a very long time. And then a nine-year-old came into the room. And he took over. So your theory is that a nine-year-old created just that scene? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, that was my least favorite scene. Uh, nine-year-olds shouldn't be making movies. Yeah, no. That's a public service announcement from Stephen. Now that um, I, now that you mentioned that, that's probably my least favorite scene too. I, it's kind of a cop it's out really because bland. it's not really a scene. It's really bland, though. I mean, technically it is. It's a definition of a scene, I think. But it's really bland. Like there's literally darkness all around them. You can hardly even tell that they're on the street, and the CGI is awful in just that one part. So, yep, same for me. How about you, Xaver? Um, yeah, I got nothing. That's that's all. No, nine-year-olds should be uh, staying away from the pho- photo booth or whatever it's called. You've got a, what's your fi- least favorite scene? Nope. He runs away. Cool, 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 cool. And he walked away. So, oh, he's going to go see Grandma. From this message on my... All right, so, was there any... 
actors you recognized from this movie? Uh, I, I'm sure we all know that, um, Le Girlfriend, the girl, is, um, uh, from, what, what's it called? Drop Dead Fred. That's true. Phoebe Cates is on Drop Dead Fred. We have talked about her. Oh, man, I want to watch that movie again. <laughs> I, wonder... I was going to watch Edward Scissorhands. We have hey, to watch Phoebe... that for the podcast. Hey, Phoebe Cates, why did you have that lighter when Drop Dead Fred was in the room? <laughs> what about you, Raina? Is, is, was there, other than Phoebe Cates, was there anybody you recognized from this movie? Not that I can tell. No. Ah. So, a couple famous people. Hoyt Axton who played Billy's dad, um, I believe is a famous uh, singer. <laughs> wow. Which I would tell you about if this my um, phone would actually work. Uh, Corey Feldman is a um, main actor. He played the little kid that uh, was his friend, from Billy's friend, that oh. came over and met oh, the gremlin yeah. G- gizmo. Yeah. Billy never really did much. Um, of anything. Um, the actor that played Billy wasn't exactly famous after this. He's mainly known for playing Billy. Yep. Judd Reinhold is pretty popular in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, a couple people. And then, of course, the creator of this is Steven Spielberg. Yep. Um, the writer is Chris Christopher Columbus. Who who he was the he did uh he did two of the Thank you, Remy. He did two of the um the first two Harry Potter movies. Alright. Yeah, a bunch of famous people. Corey Feldman's one that you sh- I don't know if you guys will know him very well, but he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in Stand By Me, another uh Stephen King movie. The Lost Boys. Have you ever heard of The Lost Boys? No, I don't think so. No? Vampire movie? No. What about The Goonies? Uh, I've heard of The Goonies. Yeah, he was in The Goonies. He's all, He also plays... Um, Peppa's back home. I know, baby. Papa's back home? Yeah. Okay. Peppa. Alright. Peppa. Yeah. Peppa's back home. Thank you. Alright, so, next question I got for you guys is, is there any technology that you didn't really recognize from this uh, movie? Um, not that I didn't recognize, but... People freaking putting their pens in water. Who does that? What? Pens. Their, their pencils and pens and water. Like he, like, uh, the, what what's his name always keeps his pencils in, um, this cup of water. It's those because are paintbrushes. Oh yeah, those are paintbrushes, son. Oh, oh my gosh, they are. <laughs> anyway, it's cleaning them off. There is one thing. Like, do they still make like when they're when they made movie theaters? Did they make? Did they? Was that only a back then thing when they had the screen and it literally led? It's like if you ripped through it, it literally led to the outside. Because now I think we just. Okay, can I, my I think you can the, get um, behind. Can I change my mind with my favorite scene? Oh, sure. What's your favorite scene? Okay, yeah, I love the uh, part with the truck and the mother, but I also, but I love the uh, part with the movie theater more. 
It's off to work we go. They're watching Snow White. They're watching, yeah. Um, That's a great scene. I'm, I'm not, not disagreeing with that. Well, so yeah, the movie theater, the way it was like built, the screen was built. Then, um, uh, what else? I mean, the phones were different, but. Oh yeah, well the. The TVs were smaller. Like, they were the box TVs. Actually, we have one of those. <laughs> we have, of course we have one of those. We have one of those, but those box TVs not hardly anybody has anymore or uses. And then they had, like, I mean, we still have, like, satellite dishes in our house, but not not much anymore, I don't think. No, they're satellite dishes. They're just normally smaller but about, now. Like, But, like, do, nobody ever has to go onto their roof to fix it anymore, do they? Like, no, you don't have to put them on the roof, but sometimes you do for better reception. To, like, fix it? You have to go onto the roof and fix it? Oh, that's an antenna. Oh. So, that's not the satellite. There's no satellite in this movie. That's an antenna. And, yeah, you used to have to fix... Because people used to not have, you know, satellite and, yeah. and all that. They had antenna to watch TV. That's where you got your television. Oh, yeah, there was an antenna, antenna on... Antenna. There's an antenna on top of the TV and then an antenna on top of the roof. Correct. Yeah. That's, they had to fix those, but we don't have those anymore. Yeah, um, we do have antennas. They're just different, and they're not normally used for television as much. Um, your car normally has an antenna on it. Oh, yeah. Well, I know that. Yeah. So it's just we've the technology has made them smaller and more useful and... We don't really use antennas for television. Some people do. But, yeah. Those are the things. What about you, Xavier? Anything? Um, for technology? No. I don't usually pay attention to that. Gotcha. <laughs> well, it's one of the things you're supposed to be paying attention to, but good. Good times. We just enjoy the movie sometimes. Fair enough. But, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then I think all we have left to do is grade gremlins. Who would like to go first? Moi. Moi? Moi. Moi. Moi would would, um, grade this as an A. No A plus, just an A. No A plus, just an A. Yeah. It's a great movie. An A. Okay. Um, what is your letter grade for Gremlins, son? Gonna have to give it... I'm, you know what? I'm gonna also give it an A. It's a fantastic movie. Hmm. Yes, Daddy. So, you're both wrong. This gets a S, A+, whatever the best you can give. I mean... A check mark if you're in elementary school. Elementary? <laughs> This this is one of my favorite movies of all time. So obviously this is going to get an A plus from me because I absolutely love this movie. It still still holds a very special place in my heart. I know. 
it's like, always you will. You guys are wrong. It's, it's, it's a, my favorite movie of all time. It's one of my favorite movies, yes, of all time. Yeah, stop mocking me. <laughs> We've just heard you say that about a million times. So, we need, to find a movie. we need to find a movie that none of us will like. So I want you to guess. You know oh, what? This is great. a guess. I want you to guess what is the tomato meter for this movie. I don't know what percent, but I'm guessing that a lot of people on average... The, first, we're going to ask you the critics. What do you think the tomato meter is for critics? I don't know. What does that mean? So there's audience score and critics. Audience score is like people like you and me who can no, just are make a like a letter grade or a percentage. Percentage. Oh, I don't know. To 100%. The higher the percentage, the more people liked it. Uh 67. Okay. Zaver? Um I say like 80. Xavier is actually really close. Uh, critics give this an 85%. Oh, yeah. Critics like this movie. Good. Now, as for the audience score, what do you think the audience gave this? Um, like, what do you mean audience? That is, audience score is like, just anybody can go on there and rate this movie. Where critics are people that are actually paid to critique movies. 92. I'm going to say 74. Rain is closer. It's actually lower than the critic score. Critics have this at 85% certified fresh. The uh, audience has it at 78%. Probably because, probably because um, the critics are like, there's less of them and the audience is like when there's more of them and, and the overall average could cause that Yeah. You know what's also weird, and I'm looking on this, and this may be spoilers for maybe an upcoming episode, but Gremlins 2 actually has, the audience score has it at 57%, certified rotten, but the critics actually give it a 71%. Critics actually like the second one better than uh, than the audience does. Which is surprising. We'll also have to watch the second movie for this podcast eventually. Yep. So now we're going to read... Scissor hands. We're going to read a um, positive review and a negative review. Sounds good. Here is Mike Massey with Gone with the Twins. Apparently that's a review place. A thrilling anti-Christmas product. Yeah. Effectively mocking other no-nonsense evil alien endeavors to become a staple of the horror comedy subgenre. Good. I couldn't tell if that was a good review. That was a good review. (laughs) It was kind of like I couldn't tell if it was good or bad. Yeah, it was a good review. Okay. The bad one is probably going to be longer because they always have everything to say, but they're also repeating themselves because they don't know what to say because they're pathetic. Anyways, continue. Okay, so... Clive James of The Observer says, Spoof horror doesn't horrify, it sickens. Spoof comedy doesn't amuse, it annoys. Spoof comic horror is for the stuffed birds. I disagree with that guy completely. (laughs) 
He is very wrong. Anyways. 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 All right. So, yeah. Um, that is our coverage of Gremlins, one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh my gosh. We have not. We have not decided what he our next movie is going time. to be yet. Um, oh, I don't even think we mentioned how cool it was. We actually got to watch this movie in the, on the big screen. Yeah, my first that. time seeing it on the big screen. I know it was your guys' first you time. Know what we did. We went back in time. Nobody back else. In time. Nobody else yeah. was there because nobody else is weird like us and wanted to see a movie that they clear that, that if they wanted to watch, they could just watch it on DVD. But we wanted to see it in the movie theater. I wanted to see it on the big screen. I've never seen it on the big screen. Yeah, so we were literally the only than, ones there. So. It was the big awesome. Better than a small screen. It was awesome to see on the big screen too. It was really awesome. Plus, we were probably the only ones who did that. Well, one because we wanted to see it on the big screen, and two because we actually were doing a podcast on it. So why not? So right, it was per- perfect timing to have it in the theater. Yep. All right. Well, well, I think it's time for so long. Oh my gosh! But we're gonna <laughs> sing one more song. Thanks for doing your. Okay, sorry. This isn't the Blue Clues podcast. All right. Arena, tell everyone goodbye. No. No. (laughs) Adios, amigos. Xavier. Sayonara. And uh, off Wiedersehen. What about you, Remy? Do you want to say bye to everyone? Say bye and baby. No, he doesn't want to say bye. That was his bye to you. Nope, that's bye. No, 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 no. Say bye and baby. All right. So long, everyone. If you like that video, please like and subscribe my production company, Dragon Blazer Productions. Uh, my name is Steven. You also might know me from the Rage and Blaze show as Blaze. So please like and subscribe.